Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, welcome back into Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Thanks for stopping in guys and having a listen. Been doing pretty good these last few weeks. Let's see if we can't keep all this rolling. All right, let's take a look now at this week's featured matchups. It's a pretty tough week. At first uh, glance, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it is, but um, yeah, it's pretty testy. So let's take a look at who we have for matchups, and um, and we'll take a look at their careers and comparable tracks, average those together, and see where they fall. So let's take a look and see who we have. First matchup is Kevin Harvick in the four. Ford going up against the 23 Bubba Wallace Toyota. We've got another Toyota with Christopher Bell in the 20 car going up against the one car, the Chevy of Ross Chastain. We've got another Chevy with Alex Bowman going up against another Chevy, Daniel Suarez. And lastly, you've got the 12 car of Ryan Blaney, a Ford going up against another Ford in the six car of Brad Keselowski. All right, so y'all know what I'm doing here. I'm gonna take a look at the career stats of these guys and then some comparable tracks this week there's not many comparable tracks to look at we've got michigan and auto club so basically what we're averaging together is one two three four merely four tracks unlike the last few weeks where we've had 10 12 14 tracks to average out pocono kind of stands alone but comparable tracks at this point are michigan and auto club so we're looking at pocono from last season and then uh, california both in 22 and 23. I'm just looking at the next gen car. We could plug in more data from years prior, but I think it's more important to look at what the guys are doing with this new car. So again, we only have California early this season and then one race last season and then Michigan. We've got one race last season as well. So looking at the first matchup, Kevin Harvick versus Bubba Wallace, Kevin's career stats have him with 43 races run at the track. That explains why he's retiring. He's got 15 top five finishes, putting him up there in 34.88% of his runs. He's got 22 top tens. That puts him up there in 51.16% of his runs in the top 10. Three DNFs, but that is only 7% of those 43 races. Kevin's got 277 laps led over his career, and that averages out to 6.44 laps led per race. And his average finish is a 12.1. He does have one win at the track. Looking at Bubba's career, he's got 10 races run at the track with one top five finish, putting him up there in 10% of his runs. And Bubba has two top tens, putting him up there in the top 10 in 20% of his runs. He also has two DNFs. That is a 20% chance at him failing by those numbers. Bubba's got 11 laps led and his average finish at the track is 20.9. Still looking for his first win at the track. Now looking at Pocono, California in Michigan, after we average all four of these tracks together, Kevin Harvick's average finish position comes up to a 6.25, Bubba a 14.75. Driver ratings puts Kevin at a 93.45, 
and Bubba comes up with a 78.35. Well, we're starting off with what appears to be an easy one this week. The numbers favor the four on all accounts. This has the makings of a mismatch by the way of the numbers. Kevin hasn't finished but twice outside the top 10 in the last 13 years at Pocono. He's got more finishes in the top 10 than Bubba has races. Bubba has been steadily increasing his prowess at the track, and he does have two back-to-back -back top 10 finishes behind him. Also in the last race, his looped out of stats all slightly outdo Harvick's. This will warrant a good look at practice, again seeing which manufacturer has speed. It looks like the weather this weekend should hold up, so we should get some good data to work with. One of the things that has me nervous about going by the way of the 23 is that he does have those two DNFs. Harvick has been steady over his career with only one DNF over the 43 race span. It's a safe bet going with the four. Contrarians might think otherwise. Rowdy's pick, Kevin Harvick. Okay, our second match has the 20 car of Christopher Bell going up against the one car of Ross Chastain. Seabell has five races run at Pocono over his career, two of those being top fives. That puts him up there in 40% of his runs. He also has two top tens. Also puts him up there in 40% of his runs. Bell also has one DNF. And in those five races, that is a 20% chance at failure. He's led a handful of laps at 17, averaging out to 3.4 per race. And Seabell's average finish at the track is 19.2. Still looking for his first win at the track. Ross Chastain, he's got seven races run at the track with no top five or top 10 finishes and he does have one DNF. His fail rate is 14%. He has 26 laps led, averaging out to 3.7 laps led per race, and his average finish is 29.7. Big discrepancy between those two average finishes. Still looking for a win at this track as well. Okay, let's look at the comp tracks. Seabell's average finish after averaging all these tracks together comes up with a average finish position of 27.75. Ross Chastain comes up with an average finish position of 22nd. Driver ratings puts Seabell at a 60.78 and Ross Chastain a 94.3. Now Seabell, he had an accident in California this year and engine problems last season. So a 32nd and a 36th place finish respectively have really brought his numbers down. So looking at Seabell has me wondering what's going on with that team. He hasn't had a top five finish since his win back in Bristol in week eight. He looked good last week, but faded as the race went on for one reason or another. Pocono's a good track for him, and he could easily get that elusive top five on Sunday. His loop data from this race last season looks good with the 20 running an average position of 8.34. That's third best in the field. He had the fourth best driver rating, and in terms of green flag speed, Bell comes in eighth, and he ran well up in the top 15 for 86% of the day. Ross Chastain, he started in the rear of the field, won both the first and second stage, led 16 laps, and on lap 142 while he was leading, during the restart, racing the 11 car, who raced him quite hard, he pounded the wall, ending his day in P32. So I'm thinking that was the race where Denny said, yeah, that's payback. In terms of speed stats, Chastain ranked third for total speed rankings, and as well as green flag speed, and he had 15 fastest laps run on the day. Total speed rankings has Bell listed P5 and Chastain P4. So I guess if I'm to play it safe this weekend, I should go with the one, Ross Chastain, Rowdy's pick. But it will again be very important to see how these two perform in practice before I make that concrete. All right, our next matchup puts the 48, Alex Bowman against the 99, Daniel Suarez. Alex has got 13 races run at the track with two top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 15.38% of his runs. Four top 10 finishes, finishing up there in 30.7% of his run. 
Alex has been pretty good, no DNFs. He has 34 laps led at the track, averaging out to 2.6 laps led per race. His average finish is a 17.9, and he does have one win at the track. Danny Suarez, my amigo, he's got 11 races run at the track. Two of those being top fives, putting him up there in 18.18% of his runs. And four top tens, finishing up there in 36.36% of his runs. He too has no DNFs and has led laps at 39, averaging up to 3.5455 laps led per race. His average finish comes up to P15. Still looking for his first win at Pocono. All right, looking at the comp tracks and their average finishes, Alex Bowman comes up to a 13.25 average finish position and Daniel Suarez a 9.0. Driver ratings puts Alex at a 84.23 and Danny comes up with a 93.55. So looks like Daniel's got a little bit of a lead here. This match screams Suarez all around. Bowman has been a little off since his injury and hasn't quite found his way back. The numbers here all favor the 99 car. Looking back at the last race run here, Suarez's loop data outdoes Bowman's as well. The 99 had the 7th best average running position, and the 48 ran 15th best. Their driver ratings the same, with Suarez on top ranked 6th, Bowman 16th. Early and late in the runs also has Suarez on top, as well as the fastest laps run. It's across the board Suarez. In the last two races, both drivers averaged P9 finish at the track, Taking one race further, finally has Bowman showing a win to his credit. I'll call this the toughest matchup of the week, again warranting a close look at practice data for these two. But until I see those numbers, I'll go ahead and pencil in the 99 car as Rowdy's pick. Alright, the last matchup, we've got the 12 car of Ryan Blaney going against the 6 car of Brad Keselowski. For Ryan, he's got 13 races run at the track, two of those being top 5 finishes. Finishing top 5 in 15.38% of his runs. He's got six top 10 finishes, finishing up there in 46.15% of his runs. One DNF, that's 8%. Ryan's got 49 laps led, averaging out to 3.76 laps led per race. And he has an average finish of 13.1. He does have one win at the track. Looking at the six car of Brad Keselowski, he's got 25 races run at the track with 11 top five finishes, finishing in the top five in 44% of his runs and finishing in the top 10 in 60% of his runs. 15 of those 25 are top 10 finishes for him. He also has one DNF, that is only 4% of his runs, and laps led has Keselowski leading 227, averaging out to 9.08 per race. His average finish is 10.7. He too has a win at Pocono. Now looking at the comp tracks, Pocono, California, Michigan, their average driver ratings Puts Ryan Blaney at a 20.50, Brad Keselowski a 15.75. Looking at their average driver ratings, Ryan Blaney comes up with an 84 and Brad Keselowski a 69.9. So there's something going on there. Now the books are getting pretty sneaky here. This is another tough one. So Penske struggled at Pocono the last time out. Blaney made it deep into the race. With 23 to go, he spun and pounded the wall and that ended his day. He had a good run going, placing in both stages. Even though Blaney finished P35, he had a better average running position than Keselowski on the day. Driver rating shows Ryan had a much better ride than Brad, with the driver ratings of 81.3 and 62.3 respectively. Green flag speed also shows Blaney was faster, and he ran up in the top 15 for 58% of the race, where Kez, he was up there for just 10%. Now just for fun, I put in the same finish of P14 into Blaney's overall stats for the Pocono race where he wrecked out and had a uh, finish of 33rd. 
and his overall comp track average finish position then matches Keselowski's with a 15.75. The driver ratings here show the picture. As far as the speed rankings from 2022, Blaney is the better of the two with an average speed of 13.75 to Keselowski's 21.75. Also, there is that what have you done for me lately factor. Looking at the last 10 races run this season, Blaney ranks 4th in points, Keselowski 10th. Another good look at practice will help solidify this pick, but until then, Ryan Blaney is Rowdy's pick. Alright, here's where we come to the point of the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average and see how well I am performing on my head-to-heads. Last week, I pulled 30 points again. So week 20, total points possible, we've got 800, currently sitting at 460. So I'm bumping it up one more percent at 58%, closing in on that 60% mark. Now I know I've turned you on to a website, FRCS Pro, early this season where they've got a couple of games there, and uh, they've got head-to-head matchups there. I'm looking at the scores there in comparison to my scores here. I'm not doing any of the uh, comp tracks. I'm just winging it over there, and it's kind of proven to me what I'm doing here is working. Looking at my head-to-head matchups over there, I'm sitting at 46%. That's 33 of 72, and that's pretty high. Not the highest on the board, but it looks like a lot of people are struggling on these head-to-heads. Again, like I said, early this season, there would be a lot of parity in these head-to-head matchups. So if you're not playing over there at uh, FRCS.pro, go check it out. It's good to uh, help build your fantasy skills right there. All right, moving on to the sports books. We're going to take a look and see how the casinos have the top 10 listed and see if we can't find any values in there. All right, taking a look at the casinos and seeing what the sports books have listed for a top 10 Puts Denny Hamlin on top this week. He's sitting at plus 550. You can only find him over there at Bet Rivers for that value. Martin Truex Jr., he comes in at plus 600 at Bet Rivers as well. Kyle Busch, plus 650, only at Barstool. Kyle Larson comes in at plus 800 at Bet Rivers. Looks like Bet Rivers is taking the uh, brunt of the load this week. William Byron, he's listed at 10 to 1. That's plus 1,000 at Bet Rivers as well. Ross Chastain, plus 1,200. Bet Rivers and FanDuel. Next, you've got Ryan Blaney listed at plus 1300 only at Bet Rivers. Christopher Bell plus 1400 at Bet Rivers, DraftKings, Barstool, and FanDuel. Next, you've got Chase Elliott. He's listed at plus 1600 only at FanDuel. And lastly, topping off the top 10 is Tyler Reddick. He's listed at plus 1700 only at Barstool. As far as the top 10, they've got that listed about spot on. And we're looking for some value in that top 10. And I see it in Ross Chastain at plus 1,200. You heard me ramble off his stats earlier. He looked pretty good last year at this track. Plus 1,200, that might be worth a bet. Give it a shot. All right, speaking of shots, let's take a look at some long shots. Suarez, he's a decent long shot to look at for Pocono for Sunday. He's cracked the top 10 four times in 11 tries at this track with three different organizations. His loop data from his last run in the Poconos looked pretty promising. His average running position was 7th best. His driver rating was 6th best. He was 4th fastest early and 7th late in a run. He was 4th in fastest laps run. And his green flag speed was 6th. Looking at his total speed ranking has him ranked 7th with an average speed rank of 7.5 at Pocono last season. You can pick up my Amigo for plus 3,500 for an outright or for a top 10 he's listed at plus 140. Another good long shot driver this week is the driver of the number 43 car, Eric Jones. 
He's cracked the top 10 seven times in 11 tries. The sneak data from the last attempt here looks decent as well. He ran eighth best in average running position. He's eighth on the list for driver rating. He's 10th fastest late in a run. He was third fastest on restarts and is listed 10th in green flag speed. Jones can be found for 150 to 1 for the outright, or for a top 10, you can pick him up for plus 400. Not a bad deal. All right, and moving on to Rowdy's winner winner pick of the week. I like what Kyle Bush is bringing to the table this weekend. He picked up the win at California's Auto Club Speedway early this season, and that car is bad fast. He topped the loop data charts here in the last race in about every category, only to have his second place finish stripped away due to that piece of tape on his bumper. I'm looking for him to duplicate his efforts without the tape. All right, folks, that about does it over here. Now, I know you like podcasts, otherwise you wouldn't be here, and I know you like NASCAR, otherwise you wouldn't be here. So come on over and check out the Final Lap Weekly. It's a great podcast with Kerry Murphy and Toby Christie. You can find them on just about any podcatcher out there, but if you need to listen direct, you can come on over to thefinallap.com and just click on the tab. You can also find it over there on tobychristie.com, right smack dab in the middle of the page. It's a great listen. Come on over and check it out. And as an added bonus, you've got a little more Rowdy Dragon over there, giving you some more fantasy info for our league that is nearly 500 strong. So come on over if you want to join us, thefinallap.com. Click on that fantasy tab and you're in. Otherwise, that does it for this week, folks. So I thank you for all coming and having a listen and bid you Good luck this weekend in the Poconos. I'll be back again with some more of this good stuff for you next week. See you.